helping disciple makers ignite a movement locally and globally. This is the Disciple First Podcast. Now, here's your host, Craig Etheridge. Welcome back to the Disciple First Podcast. It is a podcast by disciple makers and for disciple makers. My name is Craig Etheridge. I'm your host, and I'm here with my good friend, Doug Holliday. Doug Holliday was named Executive Director for Sun Life in July the 1st, 2013, and he brings a wealth of experience in his new role. He was first trained by Sun Life in 1988 and implemented disciple-making strategies in multiple churches. He then, um, in 2001, was a regional coordinator for Sun Life. In 2004, he took the train to Africa and was the East Africa regional coach for J-Life. And uh, in 2008, Doug started the Doug Holiday Ministries and Open Door Haiti, where he launched a school for youth ministry in Haiti. Doug is an experienced disciple maker and a leader of disciple making ministries and has a real vision for disciple making in the local church as well as outside local church. So, Doug, I'm so glad to have you a part of the podcast today. Oh, Craig, it's a privilege to be here with you. Yeah. Hey, we're talking today about how to stay healthy as a disciple maker. And, you know, there are a lot of people, they get started in, they get fired up, they go to a Flashpoint conference or they listen to uh, to some speaker, read a book, and they get fired up. But then over the long haul, kind of run out of gas when it comes to motivation and staying healthy as a disciple maker. And, Doug, I know you, you coach a lot of leaders in this. Uh, So I want you to Talk to me a little bit today about how how can we stay healthy? Well, you know, I think that when we look at getting healthy and staying healthy as a disciple maker, uh, it's helpful for us to go back to our model and, you know, just look at the look at the life of Jesus. And I think probably for many of us, we would look at Jesus and we would think, well, I could, I could never be really like Jesus because he's God and I'm not God. And so of course he could, he could be healthy and stay healthy as a disciple maker because he was God. So he kind of had an unfair advantage. Um, But I think looking at the life of Christ, um, I don't, I don't think that anyone would argue that, um, Jesus had as much, if not more, pressure and demands on him as a disciple maker during those three and a half, four years uh, of public ministry as any of us are currently facing or will ever face. And uh, yet in the midst of that, he, he, was, he was healthy and he accomplished the Father's work. And I don't think that we can really say that he did that just because he was God. As you look at Philippians chapter 2, and it makes it clear that um, Jesus, though he was fully God, he was also fully man. And uh, uh, as a man coming to earth, he chose, though equal with the Father, not to cling to uh, those divine rights and privileges, but he became a servant. He became one of us. And uh, 
Hebrews chapter 3 tells us that he was made like his brothers in every way. And so what did Jesus do? How did he live? First uh, John chapter 2 verse 6 tells us that um, <clears throat> anyone who claims to live in him must walk as Jesus did, that we would live the way that Jesus lived. And so how did Jesus live? What did he do? And I think in looking at his life and the patterns and rhythms of his life, if we put those things into practice in our own lives, we would get healthy and we would stay healthy as disciple makers. And I think one of the, the keys with that, and I think for, for many people, if they, would, if they would catch this very first point, it would become a game changer for them, not just in the way that they look at Jesus, but also a game changer for them in the way that they live their, their Christian life as a disciple maker. And uh, we get this first point in terms of getting healthy and staying healthy uh, from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 4. And it's the, it's the account where Jesus is going to be uh, led into the desert, and he's going to be fasting and praying, and he's going to be tempted. And right there at the beginning of Luke chapter 4, verse 1, it says that uh, Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, is led by the Spirit into the desert. So Jesus, though he is fully God, yet as a man, he's living his life as a man full of the Holy Spirit. He's not just full of the Holy Spirit, but then it says that he is led by the Spirit. And when you continue to read um, after that temptation account, Luke 4, verse 14, it says that Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit. So he's full of the Holy Spirit. He's led by the Spirit. And he is living and ministering in the power of the Spirit. And then Jesus uh, walks into the synagogue and he takes the scroll from Isaiah and he reads a prophecy from Isaiah about the coming of the Messiah. And essentially, with this prophecy from Isaiah, he is, he is describing how his ministry is going to take place, how he's going to do his ministry. And what does he say from Isaiah? The spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me. The spirit has anointed me to preach good news to the poor, and he has sent me to proclaim freedom for the captives. So what's Jesus saying? He's saying that his life, his ministry as a man on this earth, though he is fully God, yet fully man, he is fully dependent on the Spirit of God. He is full of the Spirit. He is led by the Spirit. He is walking in the power of the Spirit. He is... Um, anointed by the Spirit for the ministry that the Father has for him, and the Spirit is sending him to do this ministry. So you look at Jesus 
relationship with the, the Holy Spirit and his dependence upon the Holy Spirit to do what he did. And I, I think for, for you and I as disciple makers, that just gives us incredible confidence and hope that we can do what the Father is asking us to do. Because Jesus did it in the power of the Spirit, was able to do it because of the Spirit in obedience to the Father. And you and I, if we depend on the Spirit, that same Spirit who now lives inside of us, and we live our lives full of the Spirit, led by the Spirit, walking in the power of the Spirit, we are anointed by the Spirit for the ministry of disciple-making, and He will send us to do the Father's will, then it becomes incredibly possible. And uh, I, I think where we tend to get out of balance and unhealthy is when we try and do disciple-making in our own power, in our own strength, and we're destined for failure, we're destined for burnout, uh, but when we rely on the Spirit, we're dependent on the Spirit, then uh, that is the first and probably the most critical key to getting and staying healthy. And that you know, Jesus is our model in that, just right there in, in, in Luke chapter 4. Uh, you even look at, at uh, the fruit of the Spirit, Galatians chapter 5. And, um, you know, we tend to look at that list, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. Um, and we look at it as a, a checklist for what we need to work on in our life. And we think, well, I need to be more loving or I need to be more uh, patient. So I'm going to pray for patience or I'm going to work on being more patient or work on being more kind. Um, but that's not the point of uh, uh, of Galatians 5. The point is not to have this checklist of things that we work on, but the point is to focus on what? On the Spirit. And when we focus on the Spirit and His work in our life, He will produce the character of Christ. He will produce that fruit. And so getting healthy and staying healthy, Holy Spirit dependence, it, it starts there. Um, you know, a, a key part of that Holy Spirit dependence, <clears throat> I believe for Jesus, was, was his commitment and his dedication to prayer. Um, and I, I think for uh, for many of us, we would we would read through the Gospels and we would look at Jesus' life and and how he prayed, and we'd think, well, he really just did that to set an example for us, so that we would know it's important for us to pray. But Jesus, I mean, he's God; he didn't he didn't need to pray. Um, why would Jesus need that? No, when you look at the pattern of his life, Jesus regularly got away to <clears throat> find an isolated place. It wasn't like he was doing this in public for everyone to watch. He was doing it really consistently, daily, getting away to an isolated place to be alone with his father. Not to set an example for us, but because he desperately needed that communion, that fellowship with his father. 
and you know it being so much a part of the 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 rhythm and the practice of his life that uh you know his disciples of anything that they could ask him you know that was what they asked him to teach them oh lord teach us to pray as they saw uh, not just that he was modeling for them but his dependence on prayer his his hunger to get away to be alone to be with his father and you know i think uh for many of us particularly in north america i, I know when when i travel to other parts of the globe uh africa asia wherever it might be um there is a deep dependence on god in prayer in those places i've got you know some pastor friends in in africa who they regularly on a weekly basis they they'll do what's called a kesha which is an all night prayers and i had one pastor friend there in kenya who um uh when we were living there one afternoon went went to his um preached at his church on a sunday morning went to his house that that sunday afternoon for lunch and he was just coming off acacia of fasting and prayer and that week he'd had all night prayers three different nights that week and i had no idea how do you do that how do you stay awake and pray all night long um but there's that rhythm that practice and i think you know for us in north america we become so dependent on ourselves and on our resources and on our knowledge and um prayer becomes uh prayer becomes an afterthought prayer becomes the uh when all else fails moment when all else fails okay well now it's time to pray cuz i can't do this on my own um and i i think jesus his his uh model that he set out for us was that uh he spent a significant amount of time praying to the father you think about the the account um in the gospels where it's right after the transfiguration and jesus comes down the mountain um with peter and john and uh the other disciples have been uh there and trying to cast this uh this demon uh out of this boy that was causing him to have these epileptic attacks and throwing him into seizures and and they couldn't cast it out and Jesus casts the demon out and they ask why they couldn't do it and Jesus tells them this kind comes out only by prayer but think about it Jesus didn't pray to cast out that demon and so what's the kind of prayer that he's talking about that this kind comes out only by prayer i think you would have to look at jesus life and that his lifestyle was saturated with prayer he lived in that dependence through prayer on the father connected to the spirit and because of that there was a spiritual power present in his life because he was on his knees continually before the father dependent on the spirit and so i think one of the simplest ways that we can see in our life that we are dependent on the holy spirit is by the amount of time that we are spending 
in prayer. I think there's a direct correlation between those two, Holy Spirit dependence and the priority of prayer in our life. And, uh, you know, prayer is going to help us to get healthy and stay healthy as disciple makers. Um, you know, we've got uh, six foundational priorities from Jesus' life that we look at and we study in, in our Sun Life training. And these are in uh, Dan Spader's study, Walking as Jesus Walked. Um, and they have the acronym Holy Spirit Power. The first of those is the Holy Spirit Dependence and then the Priority of Prayer. And then obedience would be the third, obedience to a kingdom agenda. Um, and then the fourth, uh, word-centered, uh, focused on God's word, and then exalting the Father, not just uh, worship with singing, but that every part of our life brings glory to the Father. And then finally, um, relationships where there's, uh, where there's trust and where there's respect. And uh, so all of those priorities that Jesus had, I think it's because of those priorities that he was able to get healthy and stay healthy. You know, the, the prayerful dependence, dependence on the spirit, and then he was obedient uh, all the way to the cross. Everything the father asked of him, Jesus did. Uh, his his uh, interaction with the word of God. We tend to think, well, you know, Jesus didn't have to study the word. He was the word made flesh. Uh, and we look at Jesus and this idea, uh, probably some of us would have, is that Jesus came with with the scriptures already pre-programmed and downloaded into his brain. And he was just born with that. But when you, you look at him, Luke 2.52 says that Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. How does he grow in wisdom? Well, it's part of uh, that Jewish culture that as, as, as a boy and as a young man, that you would study the scriptures, that you would memorize the Torah, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, memorize, and then begin to work through and memorize the prophets. And so Jesus, he studied, he learned, he knew the scriptures, and because he was learning the scriptures and memorizing them, he was growing in wisdom. And then it says he he uh, grew in favor with God. How do you grow in favor with God? You grow in favor with God as you obey, as you do what the Father asks you to do. And so uh, each moment as Jesus is paying attention to the Father and what the Father is asking him to do. Uh, he's obeying the Father. And as he is obeying the Father, he is growing in favor with God. And so there's that obedience and then that, that focus on the word. And uh, Jesus, you continually see him pulling out and quoting from Old Testament scriptures, um, uh, as he's as he's teaching or as he's uh, responding to Satan when he's being tempted over and over again, elevating the priority of God's word in our life. And so I think, you know, all of these things together, uh, they form for us some of these priorities that that when we put them 
into play in our life. It's like the the big rocks, right? Uh, you know, the analogy of, of putting in the big rocks first. And in terms of those priorities in our life, if we would put the big rocks in first um, in our life when it comes to disciple making, we would lay the foundation of our disciple making lifestyle on Holy Spirit dependence, on the priority of prayer, on obedience to God's kingdom agenda, on the word of God on exalting the Father in a lifestyle of worship and on relationships of respect and trust. And when we have all of those key foundational priorities in place in our life, then we'll not only get healthy, but we will be able to stay healthy as disciple makers. Doug, thank you so much for sharing that. And uh, as people are listening to this, there may be some that are reflecting on themselves and saying, you know, I, I'm not very healthy right now. Maybe my prayer life is struggling or I, I'm not sensing the Spirit of God leading me or I haven't been in the Word really in a while or whatever the case may be. Uh, would you just take a moment to pray for that person that's listening uh, that they would find that refreshment and renewal from the Lord. Would you just co close out our time together praying? Absolutely. Yeah, and I, I would just encourage them with with the, that famous bit of advice from, from the classic movie, What About Bob? <laughs> Baby steps, right? Baby steps. Rather than seeing how far we have to go, just what is that next baby step that God wants me to take? Just to begin to put, you know, you know, if I'm not praying at all, just, you know, begin with with five minutes and get alone with God. Mm -hmm. So yeah, let me let me pray for for our listeners. Father, I want to thank you so much for your goodness to us. I want to thank you for for your son and for the model that Jesus is for us in terms of how we can live as men and women of God, how we can live as disciple makers. And uh, Father, I know that for, for myself, in those moments where I begin to drift and I begin to rely on myself, on my own strength, on my own wisdom, uh, that's, where I, that's where I get in trouble. That's where, that's where I get frustrated. That's where I fail. That's where I burn out. And Father, for those we're listening right now who find themselves in that place who their their energy is gone they feel like it's it's hopeless they feel like they can't do this but i pray that you would remind them that they were never meant to do it apart from you and that they would just confess that self-dependence and just come back to you on their knees and invite your spirit to fill them, invite your spirit to lead them, invite your spirit to give them the power to do what you're asking them to do, and that they would feel a fresh anointing from your spirit fall on them, and that you would give them a renewed strength through your spirit to walk as Jesus walked and to disciple as Jesus discipled. Father, I pray that, that that Holy Spirit dependence, that that would be reflected in the way that they pray, that that would be reflected in the way that they, they open your word, that, that that would be reflected in the way that they obey. 
For more information on events and content, visit disciplefirst.com. reflected in their relationships with others, that the Spirit of God would fill them, lead them, and control them. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 And if you'd like to hear more from Doug Holliday, you can go to sunlife.com, sunlife.com, where they have lots of resources and training just for you. You can also go to the flashpointconference.com, where you can hear from lots of our uh, conference speakers. There are two conferences coming up in April of 2016. The first one is April the 15th and 16th in Atlanta, and then, of course, in Houston in April 29 and 30. So please check out those Flashpoint conferences. There you can see Doug in person and interact with him and all of our conference leaders. And until then, go and make disciples. For more information on events and content, visit DiscipleFirst.com.